Welcome to the Daily Dad Podcast, where we provide one lesson every day to help you with your most important job, being a dad. These are lessons inspired by ancient philosophy, by practical wisdom, and insights from dads all over the world. Thank you for listening, and we hope this helps. As an author, as an entrepreneur, as a creative in this world, I wear like a lot of hats. And that's why I'm excited about today's sponsor, actually from a dear friend of mine, AppSumo, the leading digital marketplace for entrepreneurs, has awesome tools for authors and creatives as well. AppSumo is the best way to automate all of your busy work that comes from running a business so you can boost your productivity, scale beyond your skill set, and focus on what matters most to you. And the great news is that AppSumo is giving away their entire $1 million Black Friday marketing budget to creators like you and me. If you have an ebook, an online course, a template, or any other digital product, this is for you. List your product on AppSumo between September 15th and November 17th, and the first 400 offers to go live will receive 1000 bucks. The next 2000 to list a project will get 250 bucks. Just go to AppSumo.com slash Ryan Holiday. AppSumo.com slash Ryan Holiday. Hey, it's Ryan. Welcome to another weekend episode of the Daily Dad Podcast. I was just thinking about this last week. I was watching uh, Tom Brady play uh, back in Foxborough. He was, he was playing the New England Patriots, his, his first time back, and, and it flashed to Bill Belichick's son, Steve Belichick, on the sidelines. Uh, I believe both of Belichick's sons are on uh, the Patriots staff with him, which is really common, actually, in professional sports. Now, some might argue this is nepotism, and perhaps there is a, a component to that. But I found in my experience sort of meeting with and talking uh, to some of these people in professional and in uh, collegiate athletics that it's it's a profession that just eats up in or enormous amounts of time. Does it have to? No, probably not, but it does. This is the culture of the profession. It's a consuming thing. You you get there at the office at at, at 4 a.m. and you leave it 11 p.m., right? And then that's when you're at home and then you're also traveling and then you're also, um, you know, switching schools or switching teams. You're getting fired, you're having to start over. Then in the summer, you're traveling for recruiting or scouting or camps or whatever it is. It's a profession that just consumes one's life. Now, I've obviously tried hard in my life uh, not to be in such an unbalanced profession. Um, but does that mean that everyone in sports is like somehow a bad father or, or a, a bad spouse? Um, no, actually not. What I found uh, on the teams that I visited is that they've had to get creative about how they integrate family into the profession. Um, it, it's not uncommon to see kids at the practice facility. It's not uncommon uh, for families to travel to the various games. I remember um, I went and I saw the the Seattle Seahawks a, a few years ago. Right, this is right around when Ego is the Enemy came out, and I had a little meeting with with Pete Carroll, and we were talking. And I I asked him. I said, you know, how how do you do that? Like, how have you been married this long? How have you raised family? How have you managed to uh, you know to to make this work? It seems impossible. And he said, the key was to find the moments in between the moments or the moments within the moments. And I've thought about that always. So 
you know, we think about this idea of family time or quality time or, or whatever it's going to be. And that's just not always possible, but it's also kind of an impossible way to think about it. In fact, all time is time. And what matters is that you find a way to integrate all of these things, especially when you have uh, an, an unintegrated profession. Um, I want you to listen to this. I, I had uh, Shaka Smart on the Daily Stoic Leadership uh, Challenge recently, and I asked him about how he integrates those two things together. And so here, here's his answer, which I think you'll like. Yeah. And I mean, you do see in coaches in particular, but probably any elite profession, it really is easy. It's almost easier to be great at one of the things at the expense of the other. So, you know, coaches get really lopsided, right? They're world-class at what they do, but they haven't seen their kids in three weeks, even though they're at home, right? Like, cause they work crazy hours or they're traveling. And, and, uh, how do you think about the, how do you think about the totality of what success looks like to you and how do you balance, you know, I, I imagine your job could, could consume 200% of your time if you allowed it. Yeah. So, you know, people talk about work-life balance. Yeah. If you're really, really good at what you do, um, well, at least in, in my line of work, and I would say probably yours, yeah. you are not going to have work-life balance. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have some type of, you know, uh, ratio there. Now, maybe there's other jobs where you could do a great job for two or three hours and then, you know, spend the rest of your time with your family. Um, I, I think the biggest thing is when you think about your role as a father or husband uh, or other roles outside of your job, you have to clearly define what success is. Uh, because if you think about it, let's say we polled a hundred people that are, you know, that follow your newsletter letter or people that are fans of yours. And you said to those hundred people, okay, is family important to you? I'm thinking 98, 99, a hundred okay. of those people are going to say yes. Yes. But if you said to them, okay, what does that mean? What does that look like? You'd have someone that would say, it's very important to me that I cook breakfast for my wife and kids every day. Sure. Well, if that's the case, then necessarily you're not getting to the office at 6 a.m. Okay, right. or 7 a.m. because you're there to cook breakfast. Then you're going to have another person that says, my family is so important to me, but what's really important is that I know that they're safe. I know that they're taken care of. I know that financially they're in good position. So it's not as much about necessarily being around them a ton. It's about looking out and taking care of them. And I think that's for when you think about the people that are maybe obsessed with what they do for a living, yeah. but also care about their families. I would say they probably look at it more in that latter way. Yeah. Someone, someone once told me that love is spelled uh, T-I-M-E. So I think, you know, you say things are important to you. I think this applies to anything, right? So it's like, you say writing is important or coaching is important or family is important or church is important or whatever it is. But then it's like, show me your calendar, you know, like show me how you're spending your time. Um, because that that's really the ultimate statement of your priorities is your, are, are your choices. Like, what are you doing day to day? And I think this is why the journaling exercise 
you're talking about is so valuable because um, it forces you to check. You you can't get, you know, you can't wake up six years later and go, oh, this is why I got divorced. I got on a really bad track, right? Or like, this is why I got fired. I wasn't, I, I wasn't, you know, committed to the job. You you can't get as far off track because you're checking your bearings and your your GPS location on a nightly or a morning basis. And you're you're able to see like, here's what I say is important. Here's how it's going. What are the micro adjustments I need to make day to day? Just like a coach checks in at halftime with the team and goes, here's here was the plan. Here's how we played the last two quarters. Guys, this isn't going to get us where we want to go. Absolutely. But Ryan, I'm going to challenge you okay. to add a fourth component. Okay. To my three or to your three. Okay. Yeah. So you got your three, you got your, your kids, you got your wife and you yeah. got your job. Yes. Okay. And so I really, really believe you need a fourth one. You ready for okay. this? Yes. Okay. And you can call it whatever you want. The words sometimes obscure what really matters. Um, but I need your fourth thing to be presence, mindfulness, spiritual path, awareness, whatever it is you want to call sure. it. Because if you think about it, how you're doing with that fourth component goes a long way towards what goes into the first three. Sure. And to add to your point about time expressing priorities. Yeah. It's like really good time. In other words, you can yes. spend three hours with your kids, but if you're not there mentally and you're not in the moment, yes, then you're not being a good dad and you're actually setting a bad example for them, which we all do sometimes, unfortunately. This podcast is sponsored by Better Help. As a parent, it's important that you take care of yourself. How can you be there for your kids if you're not being there for yourself? I've said this before, but I have benefited immensely from going to therapy over the years, and I always recommend it to people who are struggling. I know it's made me a better parent. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist that you can start communicating with in under 48 hours. There's so many different experts, kinds of expertise there, many of which are not even going to be available locally in your area. You log into your account anytime you send a message to your therapist and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. And we've got a special offer for Daily Dad listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash daily dad. Visit betterhelp.com slash daily dad. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P slash daily dad to join over 2 million people who've taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Look, healthy snacks have a bad reputation because, well, they deserve it. They don't taste good, they don't fill you up, and they don't satisfy your cravings, which is why this episode is sponsored by Monk Pack, who makes snacks that taste like our favorite sugary treats, but with one gram of sugar or less, stuff you would actually give to your kids, not feel guilty or bad about. Of course, not make them run around like crazy monsters. Try it for yourself and you'll see. We have a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting monkpack.com, entering our code DAILYDAD at checkout. Monk Pack is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't like it, they'll exchange it or refund it, whatever you want. To get started, go to monkpack.com. That's M-U-N-K-P-A-C 
monkpack.com, monkpack.com. Select any product, enter the code DAILYDAD and save 20% off on your purchase. Monkpack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on. Thank you for sponsoring this podcast and for keeping my kids from uh, going insane. So all of this sort of came to a head for me recently because um, I've been insanely busy. We had to sign 10,000 copies of Courage is Calling for the launch. Um, and then we also had to uh, swing by Los Angeles, uh, a mere 2,000 miles away from, from where I live, to do a, a week or so of interviews. And that's to say nothing of the hours of podcasts and interviews and press that I've had to, to do over the last several weeks. It's been exhausting. And one way to have done that would have been to just sort of be, be MIA. Um, instead, we found a way to sort of really integrate family and the craziness. We did the LA trip as a road trip as a family, um, which was almost more time together than we could stand, but it was wonderful. And and uh, you can check out the, the vlog that we did about this on the Daily Stoke YouTube channel. I think it's really cool. Um, but then w- when we got back, like, my wife and I would just sort of take turns. I would hang out on the porch of the Painted Porch Bookstore uh, with the kids um, while my wife and the team of people prepped uh, all the things for me to sign. And then we would switch. I would go in and sign them. She would hang out with the kids. Uh, Our in-laws would come by, take the kids for a while. Then I would go have dinner with the kids. And then I would come back. And then my wife would take them home to do bath. And then we'd both be there in time for bed get them down for bed. And then maybe one of us would go back to the building and work. But, but, you know, I, I was just really excited, not excited is the wrong word. I was really encouraged by the way that this thing that could have been all consuming actually became sort of this, uh, family experience and the kids helped package envelopes and the, the kids got treats and, you know, they, they got to stay up later than they normally would. And they got to see people that they wouldn't normally get to see. Um, And it just kind of became this whole experience. And I think, you know, when we talk about work-life balance or even separation of work and life, that that's probably the normal uh, way to do it. And that's probably the way you should do it most of the time. But there are moments, it could be a five-year stint in your career. It could be a five-day crazy uh, sprint in your life where uh, that sort of balance or moderation has to get tossed out the window and you have to figure out sort of a triage or a creative way to do it, whether it's the kids swing by the practice facility to say hi to you for 45 minutes while you're on a break, uh, or, you know, um, you, you find a way to be together. And I think that's what's important. That's what obviously matters. And is it as fun as going to Disneyland as a family? No, of course not. Um, But these sort of garbage time moments, the playing on the porch while we wait for food to be delivered or whatever it is, are wonderful and should not be discounted uh, or looked down on because they're irregular or crazy or, or whatever you want to call it. So it was just, uh, it's been a crazy, hectic period. I'm so grateful to all of you who ordered the books. Um, It was a lot. We're still digging out of it now, but it was overwhelming, both logistically, but but also emotionally, just just to see that level of support. So I can't thank you enough. And I really can't thank my kids enough who are just so patient and wonderful. 
and uh, helped teach me this lesson about integration. Although I'm very much looking forward to going back to, to, to some semblance of normal life. Although I guess, as I've talked about, the life that we have established here in the pandemic is abnormally wonderful and we intend to keep it. I think that is kind of the other part of the pandemic is that um, suddenly work and life were compressed in the same space. And as you know, remote work becomes a reality or uh, people change jobs or locations or all the changes that have come out of this, we are going to have to wrestle with how we integrate these things. And I hope you come up with some creative, interesting solutions. And I hope more than anything, you find a way to spend lots and lots of time together. Check out the Daily Stoic Leadership Challenge at dailystoic.com slash leadership challenge. We just reopened the course so you get access to all my conversations, the Q&As I did, all of that. Uh, and you can check that out at dailystoic.com slash leadership challenge. I think you'll really like it. Uh, we've had some awesome testimonials. 